This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You are now listening to The Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Philly Pod brought to you by TheLibertyLine.com. I'm your host today, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on all social platforms wherever you see my face at Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, wherever it may be over at the Philly Pod. Thank you guys for tuning into an episode here as we're going to put a bow on the uh, on the Titans game as well as get into a little bit of a preview of the upcoming game against the Giants where your 11-1 Eagles have a chance to clinch a playoff berth. If you're new to the show, thank you for checking it out. Be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows. Leave those reviews, rate five stars. Each and every review helps our show move up the charts, help bring it to new eyes and ears of Eagles fans, NFL fans, football fans, whoever may be looking to check out a new uh, Eagles podcast. So thank you guys for going ahead and doing that. Joining me as always, my right-hand man with this podcast with all the Eagles content. You can follow him on social media platforms at Stephen Conrad Jr. I think I saw him last complaining about the Sixers, which is what we're all probably doing. So if you want to go complain with him about whatever Glenn Rivers is trying to do with this team, go give him a follow on Twitter. He is Stephen Conrad Jr. Stephen, the Eagles, 11-1, and still remain in firm control of the NFC's top seed. We don't got to worry about Dallas or the Vikings. Uh, Jimmy G just went down, so the 49ers take a hit now. The Eagles look like they're on a firm path. It looks like the stars are aligning to maybe potentially make it to the uh, the uh, Super Bowl. How are you feeling after that dominant 35-10 performance over the Tennessee Titans? Well, first of all, I don't complain, all right? I wasn't complaining <laughs> I about the Sixers. Fast. I was I stating fast. the reality of that uh, just pathetic franchise, honestly. But, hey, this is an Eagles podcast. This We're Phillies fans fantastic. now. We're Phillies fans now. Trey Turner, it's now Eagles and Phillies. It used to be Eagles and Sixers for me now. So the Phillies have overtaken the Sixers officially for me. I know, man, and as somebody who doesn't really enjoy the sport of baseball, obviously we're both Phillies fans over here. Um, mm-hmm. ever, look, man, ever since the Bryce Harper signing, like it has immediately made me somebody who wanted to reinvest in the team since mm-hmm. I was a little kid. And uh, I mean, honestly, like it's safe to say he's probably the best free agent signing in the city's history, if we're being honest. Mm, yeah. I don't even I know, know if that's a hot take at this point. And I know they haven't won the you know the World Series or whatever, but like, come on now. They have the two best, arguably two best players in the world on the team now, right? At their positions, we should say. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. You know. As far as as far as like strictly free agents, like if you want to talk about the Eagles, Malcolm Jenkins comes comes to mind. He he's probably might have been one of the best free agent signings uh this city. Yeah, but has Harper's seen. like a mega star. He's oh yeah, well, he's a star. He's not like Malcolm. Long, you know, like yeah, yeah. As far as star yeah, power. I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm not throwing shade or whatever, but <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. As far as Eagles. star power. Matter yeah, of fact, but, man, before like let's talk big picture. That's what I like to do here. Um we'll we'll touch on like what's happened, you know, over the last few weeks with this Eagles team. But I believe you told me before we got on here and recorded that today today 
is the two-year anniversary of Jalen Hurts becoming the starter. Is that correct? Well, the two-year anniversary of Wentz getting benched when, before Jalen Hurts as a rookie. Which is how this all first started, start. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, against the Saints. So uh, December, uh, what's today's date? The 8th. December 8th, 2020 was when Doug Peterson officially announced that Jalen Hurts was the, going to be the starter quarterback, at least for the remainder of that season before Wentz asked out and, and and all that stuff. And yeah, Jalen Hurts never looked back. And who would have thought that two years later to the day, we would have a uh, an MVP candidate who is strictly uh, right now neck and neck with, with Patrick Mahomes as far as the stats are concerned, as far as the MVP race, as far as who has been most valuable to their team uh, uh, to this point. It has been something to see. We're going to sing a lot of praises for uh, for Jalen Hurts in this episode as we, I guess, we turn this into a celebration of the two-year anniversary that Jalen Hurts has taken over, essentially, this Eagles team. But before we get into that, uh, shout out to the sponsor, as always, DraftKings Sportsbook with the NFL postseason right around the corner already. It felt like the season just got started, and now we are almost at the playoffs. DraftKings has you covered with some exciting sportsbook offers, and for a limited time only, you can win $150 instantly. All you have to do is sign up for a new DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, and place a $5 wager on any pregame money line, and if your bet wins, you'll receive $150 in free bets instantly in addition to any cash winnings from your original wager. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw cash whenever you want so be sure to go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today with the link in our podcast description. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Steven, not too long ago on that Packers game, uh, I had a bet for uh, Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, uh, Quez Watkins, and Christian Watson to all score, and that was a nice little five to win five hundred dollars. I, I hit on that night so if you want one chance to win some big money you got an idea of who's gonna score some touchdowns or get stats be sure to go ahead take advantage of the offer get that free 150 from DraftKings and try and flip that into some uh so, some cash uh for you Stephen I wanted to make one more comment about baseball because of that last run the Phillies run you said you wanted to get reinvested this last Phillies run like before the season obviously there was no reason to really watch the Phillies uh, but after that magical run and all the moments from the Reese bat spike to the Harper uh, uh, home run in the NLDS like it was just or the NLCS rather uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what's now that the the I heard so many things about like Dom and them being cheap or whatever the case is for the Phillies now that they went out and added more star power and brought in another pitcher and Walker from the Mets man we might be watching some some good baseball for for the next few years with uh, Trey Turner here now for the foreseeable future in conjunction with uh, with Bryce Harper so I did want to uh, uh, make note of that but yes as far as the Eagles are concerned, two-year anniversary of Carson Wentz getting benched and Jalen Hurts taking over. We are on the heels of Jalen Hurts becoming the first Eagle to win two consecutive NFC Player of the Week awards. He won it last week when he rushed for over 150 yards, and then he won it against Tennessee when he threw for 380 yards. So it's literally a pick-your-poison offense. And of course, when asked how it felt to win two to be the first Eagle to win two straight Player of the Week awards. This is what Jalen Hurts had to say about it. I mean, it's it's cool. Uh, I know it. You know, it comes with a lot of hard work. I definitely uh, acknowledge that. Um, but uh, I'm focused on the Giants. I'm focused on this week, and um, focus on you know preparing this week. Stoic as ever. Stoic as ever, Jalen Hurts. Not a time for celebration. Like We're just I like looking that ahead. Word. Stoic. To next I've never week. heard you say that before. 
That's what he is. That's what he is. Emotionless, stoic, and just looking forward to the next week to play football as they go for that uh, uh, that goal of securing their second Super Bowl title for the Philadelphia Eagles. And A.J. Brown against the Titans beat the Titans so bad that Tennessee had to fire their GM. They beat him so mm. bad that the Titans looked at GM and said, how did you let us lose this guy? And then fired him. And John Robinson, the GM, isn't like he was in like, it's not like he had the team in a bad position. He's coming off back-to-back division titles. He has his team right now. Well, had, I guess, since he's not with the team anymore. Uh, atop the AFC South right now at 7-5. and five, And he's had a winning record in each of the six seasons that he was in charge. But once they saw what uh, A.J. Brown did to to them, eight catches, 119 yards, and two touchdowns, the Titans seen enough, and they turned around and said, we don't like the direction of our roster right now. You need to go, and we need to go ahead and try and figure this out as the Eagles reap our benefits of having having A.J. Brown. So after that Titans game, Stephen, what were your immediate uh, takeaways as you watched Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown connect all day long as uh, Hurts continues this this stellar 2022 campaign as one of the uh the the surefire MVP candidates thus far into the season. Well, first of all, it was very very refreshing to see that type of a passing game from this Eagles offense. Obviously, Jalen Hurts leading the charge there uh, after that rushing performance. As we all know, whenever Jalen has a dominant performance on the ground game, it'll be used against him uh, as a detriment to him as a player <laughs> for whatever reason. But I don't think we've ever seen. Like, in such a short span, two weeks where a player can do it with his legs and his arms quite like that. Like, literally, polar opposite games, polar opposite approaches, the same result, dominant wins. Uh, The Titans are a very good football team. Let's just, you know, let's just get that straight. Their pass defense may not necessarily be, may not be uh, the greatest, but they can stop the run. And and for the people, you know, that that think Jalen, you know, can't throw the ball or whatever, or he... He's dependent on the Eagles having an effective ground game to open up his pass. Well, he proved you wrong. He came out throwing the ball, and he ended it throwing the ball. Nearly 400 yards, three touchdowns, like you said, 74% uh, percent completions. Um, and it's just the fact that, like, and obviously A.J. Brown, the revenge game, you just kind of, like, I actually tweeted this during the game, man. Doesn't it feel refreshing to be on the other end of a revenge game? I feel like Heck it's yeah. always somebody we got rid of. Uh, well, I guess this is now two different occasions now, right? So we got A.J. Brown. Obviously, we embarrassed Ben Simmons. We embarrassed Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt like it felt like in the past we were always on the other end of it, right? Like, they're, like remember Deshaun Jackson coming in here? He did it yeah, several times. Yeah, you're uh, right. Philly is always on the opposite end of players that they have gotten rid of and watched flourish elsewhere. So Jimmy to be Butler, on this end of it. Yeah, um, Jimmy. You know, yeah, God, yeah. I'm sure I'm missing people, but. Yeah, yeah, that is that's 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 a good point. We are used to being on the other end of it, watching like you know the DKs and the Justin Jeffersons of guys we could have potentially had, as well as guys that the Eagles traded, uh, traded and watched flourish elsewhere. That said, man, it would have been nice to uh, to uh, to have them. But yeah, Jalen is abolishing all the narratives that said he can't beat teams with his arm. At some point, he's going to have to throw the ball, and I don't know if he can do that. And week by week, he is proving those uh, those detractors uh, those detractors wrong. Hertz is literally setting records across the board. He became the first player ever to throw for 300-plus yards the game after rushing for 150 yards, first player ever to do that. And that is on the heels of becoming the first player in that game against the Packers, becoming the first player ever to rush and throw for 125 yards in the same 
half. So stockpile the uh, the awards, the milestones. He's won two straight NFC Offensive Player of the Weeks. He was named NFC Offensive Player of the Month of September. And with each and every award he brings, him and his agent bring to the table when these extension talks are going to happen in the offseason, man, it is looking like that, that $50 million deal is just going to go up and up and up. <laughs> and, and these awards certainly uh, uh, help his case. But uh, yes, for A.J. Brown, it's nice that uh, it wasn't only, you know, only the A.J. Brown show. Devontae Smith had his own as well. Five catches, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Brown and Devontae Smith became the first Eagles wide receivers to each have 100-plus yards in the same game since Deshaun Jackson and Riley Cooper in 2013 there's a name for you riley riley cooper and that was in the <laughs> that was in the uh the uh, seven touchdown nick Foles game against the raiders i believe jackson and riley cooper both had both had over 100 yards but yeah but to watch aj brown first of all truck the the ever-loving bullshit out of out of christian fulton like everybody was screaming interference and all this i don't think aj fully extended his arms i think that that wasn't why I don't think that's I think that's why it wasn't called. Christian Fulton kind of disrupted his route and just got ran over <laughs> and fell and that's why the referees Which uh, came uh, after like a that. record-setting amount of penalties on the Eagles. I've never seen a game like I've never seen that before. I'm not going to sit here and blame the refs. We won the game. We don't do that every year. We're well above that. We don't do that <laughs> stuff anymore. Yeah, a whole bunch of false starts. I think they had 12 total penalties in this game, and they overcame all those penalties. Which was on the offensive line a lot, and go figure, it's the same exact week that they had that whole like Christmas special uh, album release, and you know the whole special mm. with, I guess, was it Fox, I believe? Fox? Yeah, the commentators uh, the tried to say, like, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's going to be Eagles fans that are going to try and connect the dots between the album and all these false starts and all this. You see, know, see, see, that's the thing. They do that because they, they think of, of scenarios like Ben Simmons being here, where if we saw him doing you know playing video games or whatever it may be that he's not working on his jump shot the reason we did that is because he never improved but it's you can't compare that to this Eagles offensive line when guys like Jason Kelsey have he's been the best center in the league Lane Johnson hasn't given up a sack in however many it's been like years uh two years two years to this point yeah so like those guys are established we're not gonna do that I mean there's still gonna be people that do it or whatever but it's just and I thought the commentary team was what's his name, uh, Greg Olson. By the way, I, I'm trying not to like slander people too much because it's just like, you know, just trying to be respectful. But like, dude, he's a terrible commentator. Do you agree? Like, am I the only one that thinks he's terrible? He brings up his like high school football team that he coaches as, as if anybody gives a damn, dude. You played in the NFL. Point out those things. Like, I think he I has know. bad hair. I think he has bad hair. Is what it is. Is one of his problems. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, some some people like him. He's not everybody's. He's not everybody's uh, cup of tea. But the the uh, the uh, commentators are definitely trying to connect the the two between Christmas albums and a whole bunch of false starts along the uh, along the um, uh, offensive line. So it is it is what it is. But yeah, the Eagles have proved that they they at this point I think they're the most complete offense in the NFL. I know Dallas has has a lot going on, and you can look at some other teams, of, uh, of course the Chiefs and the Bills, who are multi layered as as well. Because the the Bills are a rush heavy offense all of a sudden. Watch Josh Allen deals with it with that elbow. But to show a team that ran for for 363 yards, the most in like 70 years in Eagles history, mm-hmm. and then to turn around and throw to your point for nearly 400 yards, it shows that no matter what your strength is on defense, the Eagles have a counter for it, and not a lot of teams can adjust and and still play 
at a high level, and Hertz has been able to execute this offense. And everybody screams about the RPO, and it's it's a uh, it's a glorified version of the Wildcat. And without the RPO, what is Jalen Hurts? And there's stats out there that disprove that. Uh, but but for the people that are trying to discredit Hertz's emergence this season because of the RPO, I think it's a more advanced version of the play action. Uh, uh, personally, and I don't think his uh, his 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 uh, his surging performance this season should be discredited uh, uh, because of that. What is your take on how Jalen Hurts has kind of catered catered the offense to his strengths? How Steichen, because Steichen is was is has been phenomenal this year in getting the most out of Jalen Hurts. What has been your takeaway on how Jalen Hurts has kind of orchestrated this offense through the first twelve weeks of the season? Well, catering the offense to players' strengths are things that is an approach that a good coach does in any sport. Can we just get that mm-hmm. clear? I don't like. Yeah. I don't know how that became. Not unless you're Glenn Rivers. Not unless you're Glenn Rivers. Yes, of and course. You have Embiid on the three-point line, and and yeah. So, <laughs> well, for the Eagles' sake, let's just think of a guy who didn't take that approach. Remember Chip Kelly? It was his way or the highway, and hmm, got mm-hmm. himself fired. And he has been a garbage coach since. Uh, and the Eagles somehow managed to win a Super hey, Bowl. Hey, he was he was a good coach, bad GM. Good coach, bad GM. That's that's my take on Chip Kelly. Good, you not like great a, coach. Good coach, not great. Good coach, terrible GM. Yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> Nick Sirianni is a great coach. There's the difference. Mm-hmm. Doug Peterson, great coach. But um, also, really quickly, you 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 said a lot of things like a lot of the uh, critiques uh, from the naysayers, right? towards Jalen Hurts. There's a common theme here, guys. I'm not Mm. sure if you're aware of this or not, but like no matter what the scenario is, no matter what the criticism is, uh, I'm not saying that they are meaningless criticisms or anything like that, but they tend to get proven wrong with this guy. Um, It's just been the common theme with him. So, you know, like, look, this is the Eagles offense right now. It's catered to his strengths. Um, I'm not not trying to project too much, but... Uh, you know, once he gets extended and he's here for several years, I have a feeling that the offense might look different in a couple of years as his game matures um, and progresses, right? Because he's not always going to be this young, this agile and stuff like that. But with his work ethic, I wouldn't put it past him. And there's this guy who keeps popping up on my feed and I wanted to respond so bad, but I'm just trying to stay out of it. A guy by the name of Dan Cilio. Dude, just give it a rest. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, can you just say, like, like maybe, like, d- did Jalen do something to you personally? Do you see this garbage that he puts out there? Yeah, it's Now bad, he's man. trying it's to bad. hate on Josh Allen. He's trying yeah. to hate on Josh Allen to make his Jalen Hurts point right, which, by the way, the point keeps changing. The point keeps fucking changing with this guy. He said that, you know what I mean, Jalen... He pretty much said Jalen's a backup QB and that the Eagles are wasting this season with him. And now he's in the MVP race. Now he's trying to say that Jalen's game won't age. And 10 years from now, he won't be healthy and all this stuff. And he's like, oh, Josh Allen has the same problem. What? What are we talking about? So you, you don't take. want Jalen Hurts as your quarterback, who's arguably the MVP. You don't want Josh Allen, who's top five in MVP. Who do you want, Dan Cilio? Who do you His want? His most recent take. His most recent take. This is the one I'm sure you're talking about. Is Jalen Hurts doesn't have a 10-year career ahead of him. No one does with that style of play. So I think I think he's trying to say from his standpoint, when you take all those hits, you're not going to survive in the league for 10 years. But to your point, Steven, you're saying that Jalen Hurts is going to evolve as a passer, take less hits over time, and we won't 
have to worry about that. And you can even look at the Titans game. How many rushing attempts did Jalen Hurts have in that in that Titans game? I don't think he ran at all. Obviously, that was part of the part of the game plan because the Titans had such a stout rushing defense. So the Eagles were like, we're just going to beat you up through the air. We know AJ's hungry to get going through the air. So we're just going to uh, get him going, get Devontae going, and we're going to tear you guys up that way. Uh, but Jalen Hurts only had five attempts, 12 yards, and he had the touchdown, uh, uh, of course. So it's not like they're saying like Jalen Hurts relies on his legs and he bails out the run. There's a, st- there's, a, there's a stern contrast from last season where he would bail the pocket too early, take off, and run. I don't even think he even, that even crosses his mind at all this year. The progression from 2021 to 2022 has been astronomical. I don't remember the last time and people were saying before the season that he needs to take a Josh Allen-type leap. I think he surpassed that leap. I think he's yeah, doing even more so than, he, than Josh Allen did in between his two seasons of growth. The man has 20 passing touchdowns to just three interceptions. Three interceptions through 12 weeks. Do you know how hard that is? Do you know how absurd that touchdown-to-interception ratio is for a quarterback? That is, for Jalen Hurts, he throws one interception for every 119 pass attempts. Every 119 times Jalen Hurts throws the ball as an interception. That is that is wild. That is ridiculous. His ball security doesn't get talked about. I feel like the 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 way he doesn't turn the ball over, the way he protects himself doesn't get talked about. And everybody looks at the passing touchdowns from Mahomes to Jalen Hurts and they say Hurts won't have the stats. But when you're talking about strictly just like MVP conversation, these are the stats that Jalen Hurts is better than Mahomes in. Hurts has uh, a better completion percentage, 68.1. Mahomes is 65.7. Mahomes obviously has more passing yards. He almost has 1,000 more passing yards. Hertz has more yards per attempt, and Hertz has five less interceptions. So when you look, and then you can compile all the rushing stats you want. Uh, Hertz surpasses Mahomes in every rushing stat. So it depends on what the MVP voters value as. Like, Do we value the rushing stats on the same scale as passing stats? How are they going to do it? But one thing I know for sure is that Hurts certainly closed the gap with that wild performance against the Tennessee Titans. Before this, I said that Mahomes is probably going to win it because I don't think Hurts will have the stats to contend. After last week, I think that gap is much, much closer. Yeah, and my my thing was, right, when we sit here and compare these quarterbacks, um, I always believed Jalen could climb up in the ranks of the NFL quarterbacks. I never thought he'd be here, obviously, rivaling those two guys that you named who are definitely the two best in the league. Um, The thing that would always hold him back, in my opinion, was the fact that he just doesn't have that natural talent that both Mahomes and Josh Allen have. Like, those guys are just, like, home run hitters of quarterbacks. And, like, for Josh Allen's sake, he can do it throwing and running. And he, I, I think he's a different type of runner than Jalen Hurts. But here's the thing, though, man. And, and like when you watch Mahomes and Josh Allen, they both like they, they, they're always going to find a way to make the sports center top 10 plays. You know what I mean? Just like magical plays. Right. And, and like Hertz may never necessarily be that type of player, but he's going to be far more efficient, as you just named his lack of, you know, interceptions, his higher completion percentage. But here's the thing, though, man. I don't know. He's he's starting to make those crazy plays. Like that that throw to AJ Brown was literally perfect. Like if he threw that ball any higher, it, it bounces off AJ Brown's shoulder pads or his helmet. Right. If he throws right. it any lower, it's not completed. It was literally a perfect pass. I don't think people realize how good of a pass that was. I've never seen that before. That it landed in the absurd. perfect spot right here absurd between the placement. 
So and AJ and AJ uh, helped him out with the late hands. He literally doesn't show his hands to the defender yeah, until the last possible second. As a, as a defensive back, I don't know how you even guard that because AJ Brown doesn't even show. He doesn't reveal what he's doing with his hands until the ball gets there. It is just crazy stuff from 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 both of them. So yeah, like, do, do you see what I'm what I'm trying to say here? Like, Hertz is doing pretty much everything. Like, he's making those highlight worthy plays. Mm-hmm. And, like, here's the thing. Highlight-worthy plays, that doesn't really win you the Super Bowl. Like, obviously, in that case, like, that play there to A.J. Brown needed to happen. That pretty much put the game away for the Eagles. Um, right. But what's more important is what Jalen is doing. And, and in my opinion, and I think most people can agree with me, you don't even have to be an Eagles fan, is you can't point to one game this season where – you could even make the argument that he played bad. I think he's been good in every single what was game. His worst game, like the the Jacksonville game when the rain was coming down, like that's probably his worst game of the year, right? If you if you if you had to pick one, like that shows you that Jay the that just shows you that even even Jalen Hurts is at the point where now where you expect this performance is at the point now where even his average performances surpass what he was doing what he was doing last year. His game, mm-hmm. uh, fifteen for twenty five, one hundred fifty five yards, two touchdowns against Dallas. That was his worst statistical game, and that was a game that they won, of course. So it's just, it's 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 he ran for a gonna, lot in that game, didn't he? Yeah, of course he did. Of course he did. And we're gonna see a lot uh, in this upcoming game against the Giants because now he's he has to think like I want to avenge last year's Giants game where he threw those three picks and you know oh, yeah, Jalen dropped the two balls. So so Jalen Hurts probably has. Has that on has that on his mind? But it may be another big day for the receivers because uh, starting cornerback Adoree Jackson and starting safety Xavier McKinney are are both injured coming into this game. I don't know what mm. their availability is going to be yet, uh, but they've both been banged up. So we'll keep an eye on on that. So uh, enough about Hurts for now. Switching over to the uh, defensive side because the defense has been as 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 good as ever, and we give we've been giving Gannon a lot of flack and a lot of we uh. want to see him be more aggressive. We want to see him do this, and I'll run through the stats that kind of disprove our negativity towards Jonathan Gannon. Um, he doesn't he's not perfect. Obviously, there's still a lot of things that he he needs to do. Um, and he'll, that's something that he'll probably do. And he with, certainly when he's benefits head coach. from the talent that he has. Exactly, and, and and the talent, and that talent was responsible for holding Derrick Henry to just 30 yards last week, 2.7 yards per carry. Yeah. Now, Stephen, coming into the game, Derrick Henry led the NFL in broken tackles, and he was second in the league in yards after contact with 563. Mm-hmm. Wow, and I was we watched the Titans game personally for that too. reason. We watched Damian Pierce and AJ Dillon run through his defense, so we were like, "Yo, when, when it had the when makings Taylor- on paper of being that Commanders game all over again, where they just run the ball and where offense just sits on the sidelines the whole time." Yeah, the, the Titans, but- the Titans formula was like, "We're going to be physical with this team," and the Eagles were literally more physical. Like they, like they, they matched, it surpassed the physicality that that the, that the Titans brought. Derrick Henry was second in the league in yards after contact coming into this game, and the Eagles held him at bay now obviously when you get down you have to throw the ball more so that so that factors into it uh but we were all screaming like thank goodness jordan davis comes back to help us to help us stop Mm. this jordan davis only played six snaps so the scheme has a lot to do with it and the eagles really really tightened up and they're gonna have to he only played uh, against saquon barkley just six snaps it's only played six snaps yeah so it's not like it wasn't even like it was the jordan davis effect but he's still coming back from from that high ankle spray they're gonna they're gonna ease him back in there saquon barkley coming up on Sunday, the fourth leading rusher, but he has slowed down in recent weeks, just 124 yards in the last three games, but can still get after it. He's a physical runner. 
as well. Stephen, how impressed have you been with this run defense that was getting bitched and thrown around mm. for weeks and weeks? And then when you now they've had encouraging performances against some of the top rushers, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick mm. Henry. How how encouraged have you been with the way Jonathan Gannon has kind of captained this this run defense so far? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much yeah, credit you really want to give. Gotta say something good him. about him. You gotta yeah, say something good I about like him. I feel like I complain about him a lot. It's just, it's just hard. It's just frustrating. And then you know, you see a guy like Seth Joyner. Uh, did you see his whole? Uh, <laughs> uh, this is the slander pod, dude. Yeah, I, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not. I actually, I actually usually side uh, with Seth Joyner, and I actually think he does have a point. Um, about the lack of aggression, you know what I mean? But um, Did you see when he asked, uh, when was the last time the Eagles had an interception when they literally had like three, two or three last week? Against oh, I didn't, yeah, see, like, yeah, I, I just think he has a point with the aggression thing. That's all. I mean, you know, he's obviously, I don't really know what he's thinking sometimes. We're 11 and one, and I, the Eagles defense, I believe we still have what the best pass defense in the NFL. Um, for me, like, I will be very curious to see Gannon in big games. I want to see how he game game plans in big games. You know, I don't know how many more we really have in the regular season. I mean, you can count this Giants one as one, certainly. This because Giants is a big one. We'll yeah, see it's if, a divisional uh, opponent. We'll see if Dallas on Christmas Eve counts for anything. If the, if the Eagles clinch this weekend, we'll keep an eye on when the Eagles like wrap up the number one seed and, and all that. But yeah, yeah that's all ahead. I care about. And then obviously, yeah, like playoffs, you know, that that'll be what I'm I'm curious to see. Uh you like you know what I mean? Like maybe he's not showing his cards. Maybe he has cards he hasn't been able to use yet because of, you know, Jordan Davis being out. People forget Avante Maddox has been out for a while. That can't mm-hmm. you can't um discredit that. They're without Chauncey now, um, you know, for quite some time. So it's yeah, I mean, it's all about like they gotta find a way to get that number one seed and and preserve health. In my, in my eyes, you want to go into the postseason healthy. Luckily, we have a lot of depth, so if injuries do happen, um, you know, we'll, we'll be okay. Get Goddard back on the other end too, obviously on offense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Avante Maddox just had his uh, twenty one day window activated, so he's eligible to come off IR. He's practicing today. So hopefully he will be able to uh, to play this Sunday. He's he's been a vital piece, but the Eagles defense has has held their own. Uh, in his absence, these are the ranks through 12 weeks of the season for the Eagles defense turnover differential plus 13. That's first in the NFL, 178.5 passing yards per uh, per game allowed. That's first in the league, 296.4 total yards per game allowed. Good for second in the league, 42 sacks. Remember last year, they were third to last. And that was only 29 sacks last year. I believe they have 42 wow. this year through 12 weeks. Second in the NFL. Wow. They allow just 18.8 points per game allowed, tied for seventh in the NFL. So this unit, top 10 across the board, top, arguably top five. Damn, maybe we're taking slave. it for granted. I yeah, think that's awesome. Once you look at the year. numbers, yeah. once you look at the numbers and we're like, oh, man, oh, oh man, oh, man. But uh, 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 Slay and Bradbury have a lot to do with it. Against the Titans, they were just targeted four times. They allowed zero catches for zero yards and had two passes defended. And Bradbury... Revenge game? Revenge game against the Giants, mm. you think? You think? Are we coming off the A.J. Brown one? Maybe James oh, Bradbury? Man, you would think. Isn't, isn't happy about the way they kind of tossed him aside. He was a cap casualty. They didn't want to pay him his contract. They cut him. And, and mind you, cut him in June when everyone else's rosters are you know pretty much set. They're ready for training camp. Bradbury caught on with the Eagles on his one-year deal. I'm sure he'll get the bag next season because he's been he's been outstanding. Uh, so so that would be something to uh, to watch as well. 
couple of young guys I, w- I want to highlight. Reed Blankenship, you mentioned CJ, yep. who who's gone until uh, the Saints game if they choose to play him. Uh, he's he's gone for the next few weeks with that uh, lacerated kidney after that big hit he he put on Christian Watson. He was kind of stunned and went down. But Reed Blankenship, since taking over, has been pretty nice. Nine tackles, two passes defended. I've obviously had the one interception on Aaron Rodgers. Almost had another one. Um, the complete um, opposite the of Nathan Gary. <laughs> the complete opposite of Kayvon Wallace, which is the safety we were no, going to have to watch. I'm just, I, what am I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Like you're the, saying the first, they're both white. You're saying they're both white. Well, that's a saying. good uh, analysis you just made there. No, I'm just saying a guy who, you know, we thought were practice squad players. He came in and just like, he's going out there and making plays. Remember right, Nate Gary's like, thing was like he was just late, guaranteed 100% of the time he was going to be late to the play. And there's people defending him. <laughs> oh, he leads the team in, you know, tackles or whatever. Hey, that was Singleton. That was Singleton. Get your white guys uh, figured yeah, out over you, there. Just, get, your, yeah. get all your white players figured out. But read, read <laughs> Blankenship. It's not like he didn't have experience. He played five years in Middle Tennessee. Five years. So that's a lot of experience. Uh, he flashed in, in preseason. So I, I knew he had the physical. My man picked off Aaron Rodgers, dude. Picked off Aaron Rodgers. First pick. And Slay was pissed about it. Slay was upset. I've been in the league 10 years. And I can't Wasn't get a pick. Wasn't he in that division? The, yeah. Yeah. And he was in the division all that time. Holy and shit, wasn't man. able to get a pick. And Reed Blankenship, bang, gets one. Josiah Scott had one too. That was his first pick of his career. And Slay is like, damn, I really can't. I really can't get one. But I've been very impressed with Reed Blankenship. I'm glad he's been able to step mm-hmm. in and, uh, and make some plays as well. Another rookie. I want to highlight, man, that only played 15 snaps when Kaiser White came in. But, boy, yeah. did he make the most of them. The Kobe, Hell Dean, yeah. everybody's been screaming. I know our linebackers have been great. I know that Edwards and Kaiser are playing at a high level. But I want to see me some Nicobe Dean, and you got to see some on Sunday. Six tackles led the team in those 15 snaps. One tackle for loss, a very nice tackle that he was able to get in the backfield for. He hit that hole harder than the running back. He read that play uh, phenomenally. And uh, I think he showed very, very good processing, reaction time, really good sideline-to-sideline speed he had on a tackle that he put on uh, Jeff Swaim. He was able to put him down. And he tackled Derrick Henry with one arm while being held. Like, the the, the play got called back. He was being held, and he grabbed Derrick Henry with one arm and took him down. For a guy that scouts and all this said that he's too undersized, he's not physical enough, blah, 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 he is showing. He showed a lot. I know it's just a 15-snap sample size, but this is stuff that we already knew about Nicobe Dean, especially us who scouted him to no end um, last draft season. Were, were, were you impressed with what you saw from the, from the former Georgia Bulldog? <laughs> so a couple things. One, I think it's been awesome that he's been able to actually sit. Like at first I was kind of... Sit and learn, of, right? Um, yeah, sit thing. and learn. At first I was kind of like pissed off. I didn't... Like I knew Kaiser White was a big addition, but I was hoping maybe, uh, you know, Nicobe Dean could rival the other guys from for some, you know, more snaps in the rotation. But yeah, it's been a great thing that he's just been able to sit back and learn the NFL, the game speed and stuff like that. But obviously, really the best way to learn is to get out there and play, which he got the opportunity uh, to do so. But I have a comparison for you. Oh, man. You and your comparisons are always something. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you mentioned his lack of size. Like, boy, you really notice that when he's out there. Like, geez, he's small, isn't he? Like, he's for a <laughs> linebacker. And maybe maybe it doesn't help that, like, Derrick Henry, what is he, 6'5"? The guy's like 6'4". 6'5", 250. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, that probably doesn't help. But he does look small out there. I'm not using it against him. To me... He's like Devontae Smith, dude. Everybody tried saying the same things about him. He's just a baller, dude. Like, he just finds a way to make plays. It is what it is. Like, he's not going to use his size against them, whatever. You you mentioned instincts. I see Devontae has the same thing. Like, he just has a knack for getting open. Like, 
really quickly, like, uh, how many times now have you seen, like, the Eagles will run a screen pass with Devontae, and I'm like, oh, God, he's about to get lit up. And he just finds a way to, like, get through, break tackles for some hey, reason. The guy's. It pays off to be slim, man, to weave through tackles and be it as pays, fast as he it is. Pays it pays to off. just be a baller, man. They're ballers. I love both yeah. of them. Fantastic additions. And, um, like, the, that's the thing with this team, man. Like, I, I had tweeted something about this the other day. I was mainly giving credit to Jalen Hurts, but, um, and, and, you know, in the NFL, the conversation tends to be about the quarterback. But, like, the culture here is just fantastic. I mean, you mm-hmm. just look at so many players on this team, and I don't know any of them personally, obviously, but, like, they just seem like great people, hard workers, um, and they put the team first, and they're all hungry to get better. You know, and even the uh, even even the new additions, like when they brought in Sue and Linval Joseph, and the way yeah. they were just able to get acclimated and welcomed in, and didn't miss a beat. Like they played like three, four days after yep. they were signed, and they came in. And that, that, to your point, that's a testament to how Sirianni runs his team, how a well-oiled machine it is, and how you know you don't see any nobody's disgruntled. There's no tension that that we know about anyway about any of this and nobody it's not it's not a lot of spotlights everybody was like aj's going to be pissed if jalen hurts is running qb power 12 times a game and nobody wants to block when your qb runs all the time and this and that smitty's a willing blocker i hear Devonte say he like you're gonna we're gonna go out and we're gonna block and we're gonna be happy about it and they throw aj's never complaining the games that Devonte goes off aj's happy about it and vice versa on the games that dallas goddard goes off the receivers aren't complaining even zach pascal who has a very limited role in this offense even you, you don't see him complain and Quez Watkins, who has had who who waited his, you know, he was patient. Yeah. Dallas Goddard went down, and it was his turn to step up, and mm. he's been good these last few weeks. I think that that everybody, there's no there's no selfishness on this team, and, and Sirianni deserves uh, 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 a lot of credit for that. I, he's the most, I think he's the most winning. His what's his record been since since, since he's been here? I think it's been pretty good. And actually, Jalen Hurts since week seven, or no, since week I, I forget what the stat is. Um, since week, uh, I gotta, I got I gotta find it. But there's a stat how he has basically been winning since uh, week ten of last season. Since week ten of 2021, Jalen Hurts leads all NFL quarterbacks in winning percentage at mm. 16 and two. 16 and two since week ten of of, of, of last season. That's wild. All he does is literally is literally win games, and that should be the case uh, uh, when when uh, when they go ahead and play the Giants. They got three straight road games. Now, Stephen, if I were to ask you who the Giants' leading receiver is this season, who would you who would you say? <laughs> I have no clue. I can't just a guess. That just a guess. Out. Just a guess. Who's their um, leading receiver? Do you even know their team? receivers? <laughs> it, 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 there's an obvious answer, but it's not going to be him. I bet you it's their tight end. Uh, well, I'm just looking at receivers right now, but I don't oh, think receiver. it's their tight end. Yeah. Can you even think of any names? Just shoot me a name, and I'll tell you if he's even on this list. <laughs> Sterling Shepard? Yeah, he, he's on the list, uh, but he got hurt, unfortunately. So Darius Slayton is the leading receiver right now, 566 yeah, yards. Richie James behind him, 300 yards. Wandale Robinson, 227 yards. Sterling Shepard, Isaiah Hodgins, David Sills uh, round, rounded out. They're just a so, weird team, man. I've watched well, them they, ride, they ride Saquon but... and Daniel Jones. They yeah, ride Saquon and Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that, that's what that's what they have to do. Daniel Jones is still running the ball. He had seventy yards one week, so so Daniel Jones is still uh still uh you know never getting, forget the uh, seventy eighty yard run he had on us. Yeah, the one mm. that he fell on, right? The yep. one that he fell on. Yeah, so so that's something we're gonna have to watch out for uh, as well. Last week against Washington, in that draw, they had a draw, oh. mind you, last week. Taylor Heineken, so, uh, bro, why are we celebrating a draw? 
I hate him, dude. Can I just get that off my chest? I hate that guy. Celebrated a flop penalty to win a game. It's not like he went out there and won the game. We beat ourselves that game. And then he celebrated a draw. Taylor Heineken, you are a loser. Yeah, I'm not a fan. He's like that guy that just looks like he's that try hard guy that just yep. like never does great, but he's always celebrating like he oh, ever yep. since that. They put a pat that that equals Washington game put a bad taste in my mouth about mm, I want that uh, again about him. So we'll 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 definitely we'll definitely deal with that. One last topic I wanted to hit on before before we wrap this up is one Odell Beckham Jr. Oh. So so the media tour, first of all, they're treating this like it's 2010, like LeBron James, the decision. Like, this is how they're treating this. Like, I'm taking my talents to wherever. Mm, like, wonder it's OBJ. Why, that is. why do you think that it's is? Somebody, it's somebody that's going to give you 40 yards a game, if, if healthy. Like, it's uh, mm, I, he's, he's a phenomenal He's a phenomenal receiver. I, I get this. But they're treating this media tour like I, I don't know what. And the teams that he visited, the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Bills, um, Dallas was the presumed favorite landing spot. He went on this whole thing with, uh, with Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons going to the game. Uh, the, I think it was the Mavericks game or wherever they were at and doing all this. And then here comes Dallas saying, we are not confident in his physical. We don't think that he can contribute this season. And obviously they want a player for, to help with the playoff push this year. They want to they try to win a playoff game, you know, something they're not able to do. And they crumble all the time in December. So now the rumors come out from Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk that watch out for the Eagles in regards to OBJ. Now, I don't know why anybody... I don't know why the Eagles would do it. I don't know why OBJ would come here because obviously the wide receiver room is set in stone with AJ and Devontae as the top pass catchers. So why OBJ would even make sense in this rotation wouldn't even make sense. And you still have Quez and Pasco and guys that, that, that give you something, guys that have been here all year and guys that, that can for sure uh, help, help contribute as you try to claim that second Super Bowl title. So, Steven, what do you make of just the whole the whole OBJ saga, how it's being handled, his media tour, like Jerry basically going out and saying, nah, fuck that, his knees, his knees sucks, don't sign this man, this is smoking mirrors, is it Jerry trying to play like mind tricks and eventually sign him, or do you think the Eagles are mostly interested at all, what do you, what do you make of the, of the whole ordeal altogether? <laughs> well... Consider yourselves lucky if you're still listening to this podcast episode because I am about to give you some free content, an exclusive teaser at something that has already been published on the YouTube channel, which is monetized, which, you know, I should be just telling you guys (laughs) to go there and I shouldn't even be giving my opinion. Why did you say it's monetized? Like like people care. (laughs) Because I should be getting uh, monetized for, I mean, I'm about to repeat what has already been established and recorded, but I'll just do it again because I'm a generous person. It is Christmas. It is the holidays. So Merry Mm. Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I think everybody is missing the point here. Jerry Jones... And this whole situation with Odell, like you just mentioned, making a big fuss about this, or making a big deal, I should say. Uh, this is a media plant. This is a media plant by Jerry Jones. I think he has Do been... Do tell. Do tell. I think he has been a Dallas Cowboy for quite some time. Uh, I think Jerry is pulling some strings behind the scenes, and I think he is learning the playbook behind the scenes. I think he is getting healthy behind the scenes. I think he is building relationships with Cowboys players behind the scenes. And obviously you saw him at that basketball game. That was just a teaser. And uh, ultimately I think he's going to be on the Dallas Cowboys roster just in time for the postseason because Jerry Jones is a so desperate it's a smoke man. Screen. It's a smoke screen is what yes, you're saying. It is a media plant okay. by Jerry Jones so that people will, t- I don't know why we'd be interested. Why? Well, whatever. 
Well, every uh, team every team could conducts their own physical, so why why does Jerry yeah, have yeah. to red flag him? Like I don't like the way the Cowboys went about it. And, oh, I don't and either. I'm first, just maybe, saying, maybe, dude, maybe, you guys maybe. open your eyes to this, man. Like just think a healthy Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> in the playoffs on that team because you don't trust Dak Prescott in big games. You don't trust that organization in big games. He can help them. He can help them. I, I don't care what you say about his health, about him so as too. a person. I think so too. OBJ yeah, like, on Dallas so would be, would it, be an To addition. me, this is what's happening, all right? I, he is already a Cowboys player. It is not a matter of if, it is a matter of when the NFL announces it. And he is going, look, look, look. They're going to do everything they can to make sure he plays minimal NFL games, NFL snaps the before the postseason. This is a media plan. You think, you think the Dallas Cowboys Jones don't want to see OBJ attempt. play at all until the postseason? No, I think. think he will play before the postseason, but the reason it's not happening now is because it's too long. He just can't stay healthy that long. He's never stayed healthy that long. But he is indeed mm. in that building, I guarantee it, learning the playbook. So, Oh, I see. So he's just, he's, Shout he's out to all up. the people that aren't seeing through the bullshit because I sure as hell am. <laughs> the official report says the Dallas Cowboys have concerns after Odell Beckham Jr.'s physical that his recovery from a torn left ACL in the Super Bowl has not progressed enough to ensure he would play before mid January. So, in your mind, that they're going to have him learn the playbook, sign him in mid January. Oh, he knows it already. Have him contribute. Have him contribute. <laughs> yeah, it's wild though. This, the, the, I, I was never a fan of the whole of the whole like the the just the 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 theatrics of it all. Like all of it's annoying. Like yeah, just a, sign the man and move on. What's the Cowboys? Why is it all, dude? It's a match made in heaven. He's going all there. This? He is going there, all, man. Uh, Trust me. Why is it? Why is it all this? It's he is not going to go back to the Giants. They have no shot in hell of winning. Daniel Jones yeah. is their quarterback. Yeah. The Bills, and the Bills that's never made sense, really. But yeah, it's terrible weather. Yeah, but they have Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, who's 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 breaking out. Like they don't, they don't need him either. So Dallas always always made the most sense. It's just when they yep. came out and red flagged him, I was like, why they kind of did Odell dirty, man. Like, this is his last. And then attempt. Dallas fans, and then Dallas fans are out here like OBJ wasted our time. Like, what do you mean OBJ didn't come? Like you you had interest in Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham didn't come kicking your door down and say, hey fucking sign me like he he'll he just wants to play for a contender yep i just don't think the eagles are one of those contenders that uh that that makes sense but appreciate you guys for tuning into this episode of the philly pod be sure to subscribe and rate five stars leave those reviews if you enjoy the show go ahead uh iHeartRadio, spotify apple Podcasts, uh stitcher anywhere else you can find your podcast be sure to do that help us move up the charts as the top rated eagles podcast you guys have been showing great support as always be sure to visit the libertyline.com where all of my eagles coverage is they also uh cover we have many people that cover all five major sports of philadelphia eagles sixers flyers union as well as your philadelphia phillies who is now home of star shortstop trey mm. turner steven where can the can't people wait. find you what you got cooking up on the youtube channel liberty line whatever else is happening let the people know where they can find you so they can all complain about Glenn Rivers with you. <laughs> Again, I don't complain. I just state facts. Or Daryl Morey. Or Daryl Morey. Hey, hey, Cam Reddish. Still on the trade block yet again. And what's nah, Daryl Morey going to do? Daryl's, what's Daryl Morey going to do? Nothing. Nothing. Now you're giving me content ideas. I'll touch on all that stuff. I don't want to give my, any you know, more. You know what my problem is? The Eagles don't have – the the Sixers don't have a sniper. Like if you look at every NBA roster, yeah, like at least one team – a lot more problems team, than that, man. Has a, has a sniper, like a just state guy that can give you a three. Like, who is that for these Sixers right now? Who is that? Tyrese Maxey. It's supposed to be P.J. Tucker. Yeah, Tyrese, that's a problem. Tyrese Maxey. Hey, we thought P.J. could give us a three here. They and got there. a this lot more problems has... than that, man. They got a yeah, lot more problems yeah, than that. Yeah, I don't yeah, even want to get sure into you. it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Plug yourself. Plug yourself. Yeah, man. Just 
Stephen Conrad Jr. on all socials, primarily uh, TikTok and uh, the YouTube channel is the Liberty Line YouTube channel. Uh, to make a super long story short, we are trying to change the way we talk about sports. So, um, yeah, I gave a sneak peek of that on <laughs> my little spill about what Jerry Jones and the uh, Cowboys are doing. Definitely uh, check that out. And, um, yeah, um, hopefully Vic will make his return to the content over there as well. Woke, since I kindly woke took not my accurate time. takes. No, I don't use that word anymore. I don't use woke. Oh, I don't like that word. Yeah. Especially now with the whole Britney Grinder stuff going on. You don't want you don't want to be woke today. Today's not a good day. Yeah. Today's not a good day. I y'all. found out that's or actually that. a bad word. I thought it was a a word I could use to uh, make myself. Yeah, no, sound, woke yeah. No, woke is not a good Everything's word. Everything's got a, a negative word. like connotation yeah, to it. Now, connotation, you can't yeah. do anything. I mean, you can't be woke, you can't be nothing. It's over. It's over. Uh, be sure to follow me uh, on all social platforms at the Philly Pod, Twitter, Facebook, Inst- or not Facebook. I mean, you could, but you know, no, nobody cares about that. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, over at the Philly Pod to find videos, you know, graphics, all that fun stuff to keep up with everything that's going on with your Philadelphia Eagles. We will catch up. With, uh, we will catch up with you guys next week, following hopefully what will be another win in the Eagles being twelve and zero and officially clinching a playoff earth as the eagles aim for that number one seed and home field advantage because nothing's better than the playoffs having to come through philadelphia thank you guys for checking it out catch you guys next week peace out from the philly pod this is the story of the one As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.